0: Well, welcome, podcast listeners. It is episode number two forty-four of the Fret Talk podcast. You are here with your host. I'm going to slow down a little bit here because we've we've got a bit of a, a bit of an announcement. You are here with your host, Mister Budget Pedal Chap. That is me. You are also joined by Mister Matt say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Woo! And it Woo. is it is the second time this week that we are podcasting, but for you listeners, this will be. This will be next week. So what's going on? Um, All of the planets of holiday have aligned. Planet holiday has aligned for both me and Matt, which means that we are going to be away for the whole of next week. So last week we recorded two. (laughs) It does mean that we're a little bit short on what what we've been up to this week because actually there's been three days between this podcast and our last podcast. So, not a fat fucking lot's happened. Well, well not not. I assume not so, Matt. Matt what you been up to? Um, well, I not done that much.
1: Um, today as we record, so two weeks ago, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Bushy's finally announced that they are putting their festival stage up this year. Now they haven't announced the lineup. Yes. So I can neither confirm nor deny at the time of recording whether. I am on that lineup, but Bushies is back for its twenty fifth anniversary, um, and I'm just yeah, it's it's getting me really hyped for TT, um, which is oof, Jesus Christ, it's less than two months away. So we're like probably yeah, probably eight weeks away from you know gig time, and we have got gigs lined up in that week, but I can't confirm whether or not we are one of the the acts that's on the Bushies. Bushy stage, but I, what I can do is just say I'm so fucking hyped for Bushy's because this year instead of just so normally what they do is two bands a night for the the entire fortnight, which works out like 28 bands. Yeah, this year there's a total of 43 bands on. Ooh. They're doing minimum three a night, so you've got kind of music on from half six, seven o'clock, rather than you know the first act going on at eight and the last act finishing at ten or whatever. So we've got a lot more music, um, and just yeah, I think people are just kind of all trying to get in the spirit of TT because we've we've missed out on it for 2
0: years and everybody just kind of wants to get involved. Yeah, it's like the uh kind of music venue equivalent of edging, isn't it? For the it last 3 absolutely. years you've been on that precipice and just <laughs> not been able to and at the moment like bushes are going here you go have it. Yeah, yeah and it's it's <laughs> just
1: we're so happy like um I assume the announcement was made today because um, they got their license for the for the tent, so they've got they've got an alcohol license now. So Get in. we know that they definitely have a like. Not only have they um you know got the 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 plot of land, but they've also got the ability to sell some alcohol there, which is kind of key.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, the difference between the uh, an okay gig and a great gig, isn't it? Yeah, but
1: yeah, so I'm just I'm really looking forward to that. Um, there's there's some big things planned, um and. Uh, it like it's gonna be interesting this year because there's a so the the, I've mentioned that the darkness are coming over. They're playing another outdoor area that's never had a stage before. Um, but it seems to be or what's been announced so far so far is exclusively like proper UK or or worldwide acts. I mean, we've had we've had Noel Rogers who might come up later in the the thing. Uh, he's he's coming over. The only person from The Voice UK that has ever had a number one single, Becky Hill, maybe Becky something. She's she's on the stage. Jessie J, who did that song, About she's coming cash over. Cash
0: Money or something. Yeah, price tag. Or, that's it.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, she's coming over. Um, oh, Primal Scream are the other one that's that's been announced so far. Now there wasn't an April Fools because and I'm touching wood for the Isle of Man listeners who is basically probably me but um hmm. so we don't say rat over here unless we're touching wood we say long tail yeah. and there was an april fall of the boom tail. the boom town long tails are coming over yeah. so i'm assuming it's an april fool but we're 7 days after that and it's still on the website
0: Oh, Okay. But they're down
1: as the Boomtown Longtails, but it's all of the rest of them literally got announced, and the tickets went on sale straight away. Tickets aren't on sale for that one, so I'm assuming it's just an April Fool that they've forgotten to take off the website. <laughs> but
0: I'm, oh, I'm not sure. It's the Isle of Man's <laughs> premium Boomtown Rats cover band
1: Don't tribute act. I mean, to be fair, the photo behind it is the original lineup of the Boomtown Rats. So there you go. Um, yeah, but we'll we'll see. But yeah, so it looks like that stage. It's got UK acts with a local non-covers band. So like local original artists supporting, which is a really nice touch. Cool. And they're, they're kind of trying to find, you know, local artists to do the a lot, which is, it's, it's good that they're picking on people who are doing their own music. Like, don't get me wrong, I'd love to support the darkness, but I'm not trying to like, I'm not writing my own stuff. And I think it's great that they're showcasing some yeah. original music rather than kind of just picking up the big bands and, saying you know can you do the fill in these slots so yeah i'm really looking forward to that i've got tickets for the darkness i would have bought tickets to nile rogers if they weren't twice the price of the tickets for the darkness but yeah um i'm not i mean bearing in mind that it's an outdoor stage i, I, I like i can go stand around a corner and listen if
0: i really want to <laughs> <laughs> yeah save that the, the, money buy a pet.
1: It's, yeah it's, i mean for for like those of you that want to know it's a proper fret talk price it's 69 pound a ticket
0: nice
1: nice <laughs> but yeah like i'm I'm not sure i can justify that for the two songs
0: by chic that i know i see and uh, he might get get um get lucky as well you might get a bit of that yeah yeah but i mean like
1: i mean if i'm Like, well enough in in money at the time, and there's still tickets going, then I might pick them up closer to the time. But for now, um, I bought tickets for The Darkness, and that'll do me for now for for the acts that have been. They're still saying that there's more to come, but um, they've only got one more slot on their website of the coming soon, despite the fact that it's a stage that's up for 14 days, and I think they've got six or seven acts announced. So I don't know what they're going to do with the stage on the other nights, but.
0: Well, maybe this is. This is the time that we we offer our services and say live fret talk. <laughs> I mean, I'm up for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, I'd, I'd do that.
1: Absolutely. But... I mean, I'm not sure anyone would want to listen. But
0: <laughs> yeah, like, what's our audience like on the Isle of Man? <laughs> well, I could t- I could tell you exactly. It's one percent of our listenership. <laughs>
1: I think so it's me uh, and yeah. occasionally Lorcan who listens. Yeah, I think, I think it's that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> don't think we'd quite get the um, like the darkness or chic levels of ticket sales there.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably not.
0: But hey, it's always there. The offer is always there if they are listening, Absolutely. which they are not. We know this. <laughs> the analytics <laughs> say that they are not. <laughs> <laughs> um. There was also something that cropped up on my Facebook today as well, actually, which uh, involves uh, involves yourself and your your local community. There was um, there was mention of uh, a guitar shop coming to the uh, coming to oh, the. Oh yes,
1: um, so yeah, so somebody announced on one of the local forums today. Um, they're looking to set up what's going to be an online retailer where they will offer next day delivery, mm-hmm. and also. So that's the online store they're hoping to set up within three months. And then hopefully by the end of August, they're going to have an actual location. And the first thing that they've done, the way they've announced this, that they've, is they've literally set up a Survey Monkey and said, what do you want to see from this? Because, which is it's such a breath of fresh air. The, the last guitar store we had um, did not listen to their customers at all. And that's why it failed. Yeah. Um, and i say guitar store it was a it was a music shop in kind of the loose sense you know you had like pianos and um keyboards and brass and drums and all sorts and and that's absolutely fine but what what the the last store did and i may have slightly hinted to this with my response was they would always be missing some of the basics yeah. And whenever you mention it to him, oh, I've just ordered that. that will be here on Monday. And then you go back in next week. And, oh, the the order's delayed. It'll be on Wednesday. And then you go back in on Wednesday. And oh, there's been a problem. And, you know, and it's 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 simple things like 9 to 42 gauge strings or a patch cable or, a, you know, an instrument cable that's 10 foot long. Yeah. Like just lacking in those things. And um,
0: that's your bread like, and butter as a guitar store, that is surely.
1: As is, is any, any music store, if you haven't got, Picks in stock, strings in stock, um, instrument cables, yeah. XLRs. If you haven't got those things to hand, what's the point of me? Why am I not going on Amazon or going on GAX website or Anderton's or yeah. Gear for Music? Why why would I choose to shop local if I can't get
0: the basics? Yeah, because I mean, the the reason you would shop local is to support to support them, and if you're paying like that little bit more, you're like, well, at least I'm some, like propping up this store. Um, by giving them my business, and I can get it there and then. But if you if you're not getting that, then you're like, well, my option is the like the bigger bigger shops.
1: Yeah, and I've actually literally i i shared the post and um i i'd commented below, and I've actually literally in the last five minutes had a response from the person who's setting up the store, saying that she agrees with the comments that I've added. And said that their focus wants to be on stocking the essentials, but also supporting um the education market. So like having tutor books in there, they're going to have an area for rehearsals in there as well, which I think is a, a really good step of we don't have that many rehearsal spaces on the Isle of Man and most yeah. of them are focused on the other side of the island. So this is on this is in Peel, which is the opposite side to Douglas. And I don't know of any, I think there was one rehearsal space that I don't even know whether it still exists anymore. So to have another rehearsal space that's not kind of in the central town is, is a really good idea. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that they've said that they're looking into is amp repair. And I am so hyped because if they can get that sort of, because I said, look, even if it's a case of, you know, you work with somebody in the UK and you can get discounted shipping rates, because yeah. shipping a valve amp is not cheap, yeah, especially on and off an island. Like where everything goes up in price forty fifty percent when you're shipping it because it's got to go either on a boat or on a plane. Yeah. Um. And yeah, they like if they, if they look into getting that. I mean, I'm, I'm in two bands, both of whom have had PA problems in the last twelve months. Yeah. And I've got a graveyard of amps in my bedroom where <laughs> like it's a pain in the ass for me to put the the van on the boat. And if I put the van on the boat and the guy can't fix it within. 48 hours of me dropping it off the chances are i'll be coming home and then i can't collect it so like really inconvenient but if there's a a service over here i will happily support support the shop just to keep that service in yeah yeah if 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 it costs me an extra two pounds for a set of strings but it means that if my amp blows up i've got somewhere to take it that isn't a boat (laughs) (laughs) like you know um so yeah like uh, i'm i'm really really excited about this because if if they can make it a viable business over here which they should be able to there's plenty of musicians over here so i think if they if they get the the kind of thing right cuz what what they've said is look we're not going to open 9 to 5 monday to saturday because that's pointless
0: yeah it makes like, makes no sense a, at all yeah
1: we're a small island so they've asked like what kind of opening times would encourage you to come and visit? Like when would you be most likely to visit would be during the day in the week, during the evening in the week, yeah, yeah. during the day on a Saturday or during the day, or the evening on a Saturday, that kind of thing. Um, and then they were just asking like, what are the basics? What are the kind of the essentials that you think a guitar show or a, a music store should stock? Yeah. Um, and the fact that they're going and asking the, like they, they basically posted it in the biggest music forum on the Island. Was the first thing they did. Um, that's how they announced it, and I just think that you know, posting this kind of survey and asking the people what they would want is the perfect way to do it. And I'm really encouraged by that.
0: Yeah, it's it's giving you all of those those ticks, isn't it? That yeah, they're like from the get go, they're listening to the the market for it. Um, yeah, I would have thought something like um, like one or two week nights, and then like the majority of the weekend would be fantastic for like being able to pick up those essentials. Uh, like if you have like a couple of weeknights, that's your, your emergency stop. Like maybe just like a couple of hours.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like if if I'm thinking about it, so we've got um, a record shop over here, which stocks some guitar stuffs Yeah, and they open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. And they just—they basically are. They're open for four days, and if it because it's in the in town, like you can go in your lunch hour on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and they do strings, they do some cables, but it's a very limited kind of stock because they're a they're a vinyl shop at the end of the day. That's what their yeah. their business is. But they've they've noticed that there's nowhere for you to buy the emergency essentials on on the Isle of Man at the moment, so they kind of stock those. And there's a bookshop down south that started doing something similar, but it's literally plectrums, three different gauges of strings. And you know a couple of a couple of cables, and kind of that's all that's literally all that's available on the island without you having to buy things in so if this is going to be something that's dedicated to that that can have a little bit of a wider variety of choice if i mean literally if they could just go uncoated strings, coated strings, acoustic nylon yeah it would just yeah just and you know just just give you that kind of option it just just to have that again like it's it's so disappointing that we don't have that but when we did it didn't function as it should have done and that kind of killed it
0: yeah well i mean it was it was sealing its own fate by um pushing back the the customers it was uh oh we'll do that next time we'll do that next time and not being proactive about it
1: yeah and the thing is like it's all well and good that you you're stocking a 4000 pound martin on the wall but
0: if i can't <laughs> buy a
1: a set of twenty dollars, the twenty pound strings. Yeah, yeah, like I'd like I'd pay I'd pay an extra four quid for a set of Elixir strings if I could just walk into the shop and give you a twenty pound note.
0: Oh, absolutely! Okay,
1: it's a pain. It, it, like it, it's a little bit over the top, but it means that I don't have to go online with Amazon, especially with the Elixir strings. Like I don't have to have a look a little, a little bit deeper and find out whether they're the fakes or not. Like it just. Yeah, it it I would absolutely use a local store and especially if they're going to offer the option of a one day delivery if so if it's not an emergency. Yeah. But I know that if I order it today, it'll be in the post today and sent out tomorrow and it arrive at me tomorrow. That'd be perfect.
0: Yeah, that'd be wicked, wouldn't
1: it? Oh, yeah, i am excited. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited like, for it. It's yeah, I'd like just having a music shop again and oh, I'm not even I don't even want them to stock, like, Fenders and Gibsons and, you know, guitars and uh, go out and try guitars again and to go out and try amps again. I'm not really fussed about that. Yeah. They're going to have a second-hand guitar section or a second-hand instrument section, which would be, again, perfect, because if you want to sell a guitar over here, you've got to do it on, you know, the buy and sell sites. Yeah. Or you've got to do it on the, you know, the, the the exchanges for the UK, and I don't particularly want to ship a guitar to the UK. But if I can go somewhere and say you can take a 10% cut if you can sell that, yeah, then... It's just it takes all of the hassle away for it from me. So again, why wouldn't you take
0: advantage of it? Yeah, and it makes it makes everything safer as well, doesn't it? Because like you you really don't know who you're gonna be meeting when you when you see like a, an advert on a marketplace. Not that I've ever had any bad experiences, but there's there's no there's no safety there unless you decide that you've got to meet in a uh, like a public place.
1: But then, if you're selling a guitar and you're meeting in a public place, how do you try the guitar? How does the person buying it try it out if they want to?
0: Oh, I've, I've done so. that before. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've met at a a service station and like pulled the guitar out and strummed a couple of chords on it. Yeah, that will do. <laughs> um, but it's yeah. not ideal. Yeah, I know what you mean.
1: Yeah, and like, I, I mean, I used the second-hand section in there a couple of times in the old in the old guitar or the music shop that we had, yeah. and I would use it for both buying and selling if 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 it came to it. Um, it just, like I say, it just takes out so much of the hassle. You don't have to think about things and you don't have to arrange time where both of you are free and, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I, if, it, if, it, if it comes to fruition, I'll be
0: absolutely over the moon. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that as well. Because I know that, I remember when you were saying about your old guitar shop and you were just, it was always followed by a sigh. <laughs> it's like, it, it is there. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, whereas this seems like something to be genuinely excited about. Yeah, and it it seems like it's
1: somebody who cares about music and who cares about the fact that we haven't got this that wants to make it a viable business. So, and they're not just kind of going through the motion, which is definitely what it felt like with the old store.
0: Hmm. Yeah, from everything you told me about it, it was definitely that. Um,
1: yeah, and I think the old one was some somebody inherited it from somebody else. and Yeah. <laughs>
0: No, it, it, oh it had a, it
1: had a good reputation, and that disappeared over time.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was started by someone with with genuine passion and love for it, and then it it became a burden to someone else.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: so, oh, yeah, I, pretty much. I'm having to do this again. So, um, we usually do, um, a lukewarm hot take after our what we've been up to, because I've I've got I've got nothing. I'm, I'll be honest. I've between last week and this, I I pulled out my um, my Gibson Midtown and played along with that Santana tune because it was one of the ones that I've got to do for band <laughs> practice. But there's really not much to not much to say there. It sounds like a Gibson plays fine. I still remember about as much of that song as I remembered before. <laughs> so <laughs> it's uh, all noodly bits anyway, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I, I was trying to get some of the. Uh, some of the licks quite close, um, and I remembered more of the solo than I thought I did. So that to me is an absolute win. Yeah. Uh, so I've I've nailed that one. I don't need to practice that one again ever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we usually do uh, uh lukewarm hot takes at this point. But for this week, we're gonna we're gonna freeze it. We're gonna put it on hold until next week because. What we usually do is we wrap up what happened last week and we do a little round, like um, a, a catch up. But it hasn't been released yet. <laughs> yeah, you so. guys don't
1: know what the lukewarm take from last week was yet. I mean, you do now, but now you don't.
0: Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now you do. Now you don't. What? What? Yeah. Upon upon recording of this podcast, it hasn't been released, so we can't say who won. Um. Although I think Josh is uh he's going to struggle this week, <laughs> <laughs> I think he might do. Yeah, poor lad. Like,
1: don't get me wrong. Actually, I think it's a, it it like if you need a loud, I think like the things that are against it are it's too versatile and also it's a hundred watts.
0: Yeah, who it's, needs that? It's a bit like a um a Messer, isn't it? Yeah, but in a Marshall. Yeah, and like. Messers do a thing like the the dual wreck and the triple wreck definitely definitely do a thing, but what do they really do? They do like one or two sounds, and no one <laughs> bothers with the rest of the sounds that they can do, yeah, so it's pretty much it's pretty much that but we'll we'll see we could be proven absolutely wrong, and our podcast group could be full of uh j. v. m fanboys <laughs> so... Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, good good luck, Josh. <laughs> this week might be your week. Spoilers, it won't be, <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, so we got no, we got no hot take, but we have got an abundance of news. Uh, we're going to start it off with. I don't really want to start it off with this, but we shall. Uh, Acorn Amps are a company, so I hear. They have released a pedal, what is also an amplifier, a flamp, if you will, uh, that is called the Solid State. So this is based on the record tones of Josh Hom from Queens of the Stone Age because he pretty much exclusively uses, I believe he uses a pair of them, um, but this is just one, I guess, uh, a PV Decade. Yes, because we've all heard of those. Yeah, I mean I know of P V amps. I've I've seen I've seen the bandits. I don't I don't agree with it. Like people say the bandits are the best um best solid state. I think they're a hybrid, actually. I think they've got like a um a valve preamp. But I've played P V bandits and just they're not they're not good. They're really... yeah.
1: I mean, I've not paid a PV played a p v bandit but, but I've heard p v bandits and yeah, never really been like, oh, that's a wonderful sound that is
0: no i mean it's it's better than what was around at the time it it was better than like the the marshall m g it's probably about the same as the spider um mark three I think would be around that time mark two II, mark three um they they were fine, like they were they were more dynamic than those. They were less digital sounding because they were actual solid state circuits. But yeah. they weren't like if you could get a better ramp, you would. And now people have got these rose tinted glasses on them, thinking that they were the be all and end all, whereas they weren't. They were just a better stopgap than the other ones. <laughs> it's it's like heralding your first ever Squire guitar as the best guitar ever made. Go, really Probably wasn't. Probably not, though. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it It, it was good. It, it might have been better than the Encore that you could have bought or or whatever other bullshit guitar that you could afford at that point. But it's not the best thing in the world. Once you could afford something a little bit better, you, you did, and then you played that and you forgot about the Squire. So, yeah. Yeah, the PV decade I assume is something very similar. We didn't really get them too much over here. I think PV. I'd I'd, I'd never heard of them. Yeah, PV are not a particularly big brand over here. Um, No, like the 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 big hitters, the like the Delta and the the Classic, uh, the Valve King as well. They they they've permeated through.
1: Yeah, but like those ones are basically just a cheaper version of fender amps, aren't they like that's what they're purporting to be yeah
0: yeah like the yeah the delta and the the classic are the the valve king i've not a clue what that's
1: yeah but i mean like i think basically the the delta and the the classic kind of became a thing over here because it was get the fender sound on a budget Yeah, and yeah. then once pv kind of had the market then you know people were thinking i mean they're they're legitimately good sounding amps yeah, for the price, for the uh, absolutely for the price point, I'm not sure there's there's much around that's as good as a classic 30.
0: I mean, I I still use one live, um, and I've had the opportunity to buy the Fender equivalents like the Hot Rod Deluxe and the the Blues Deluxe. I didn't want them because the the game channel on the the PV was better sounding than the Fender ones. Yeah, um, and. I bought it for like two hundred and fifty quid, whereas I'd be paying, upwards of about yeah, yeah, at least five hundred, if not more for, for a secondhand um, hot rod. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, and I think that's that's kind of where like PVR for for us. I mean, like I I wasn't even aware until I started listening to podcasts that PV had made guitars in the past, and I don't know whether that's a thing in the states as well, but like to me, PV are the company that make those. Tweed,
0: clones. Yeah, yeah. I I had the uh, the good fortune of playing a few PV guitars, um, and in fact, I used to play a PV bass in one of my first bands because it okay. was the bass that the guy who run the band had, and I weren't a bass <laughs> player. Um, and I've I've got a PV bass as well, actually. Um, okay. But I I also had a um a PV. Um, It looked like the EVH Wolfgang, and I had a PV version of that at one point. Um, I don't know where that went. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's just just not there anymore? No, no, no. I'm sure I'd left it at one of my friend's houses, and then it just stayed there. So they have a (laughs) PV Wolfgang now. Um, but it, it was fine it had a Floyd Rose but it was a cheap Floyd Rose so it didn't stay in tune very well yeah it had cheap ceramic humbuckers and it looked quite, quite it, it looked alright it was like a sparkle sparkle candy apple red kind of finish Um, but it, it obviously weren't that important to me that I felt that I had to track it back then
1: <laughs>
0: so yeah there you go, but yeah, these these PV Del uh sorry PV decade amps, um are the queens of the Stone Age sound. This pedal has got two controls. It's got like an on off kind of deal, and then it's got a second foot switch which goes between your normal mode and your saturation mode, which I assume is your clean ish and your gain channel. Um, I imagine
1: it's more crunch and. Oversaturated, yeah. like over, oversaturated solid state practice amp. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. like <laughs> fart in a box. Uh, so it's got f- uh, five controls. It's got your three band EQ, low, mids, and high. It's also got pre and post gain. So as as per normal amplifiers, <laughs> it's it's got gain yeah. and volume. I assume. Yeah, um, it, it, yeah.
1: Pre, pre is going to be your what would be gain on the cheap practice amp, and post is good. What's going to be volume
0: or tweak and tweeze and beef if it's a really really cheap practice amp, <laughs> <laughs> giving okay. you a shout out to all those uh bb blaster amp players <laughs> out there.
1: i mean i was looking enough. my first guitar was a ibanez geo and it came with a 10 watt practice amp from ibanez and it was la- it, they were labeled bass middle travel
0: volume and gain And I I didn't even
1: have that stupid little push button that some of the other brands
0: had. Oh, So it was just like one channel, but then you can... You
1: You you turn the gain down and the volume up to get lots and lots of clean volume. And you swap them around when you wanted lots and lots of gain.
0: You turn it all up if you want to piss off someone who lives with you. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. Yeah. Yeah, we've all been there, Matt. We've all been there. Uh, so, I guess, like, this is... It's a 10-watt um, preamp. It's 18-volt in. It's $299. So, it's quite a lot of money.
1: It's a lot of money to sound like a cheap practice amp.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you probably buy one of the amps for that, couldn't I was going
1: to say, is that more expensive than one of the amps?
0: <laughs> probably. But you've got the convenience of being able to put it in front of a good amp and... Switch
1: it off. I was going to say, you've got like, and the other thing you've got in here is you can run it as an amp or you can run it as a pedal. Mm. So I assume you can just make it a drive pedal because you can either output it to a a normal, like a, a pedal board, or you can output it to a speaker and you can change
0: between the two or blend them. Oh, that'd be good, wouldn't it? well probably not <laughs> uh but it, it kind of it sparked me sparked me off thinking like we clearly don't care about the queens of the stone age sound however i the... mean
1: to me the queens of the stone age sound is the last time dave grohl sounded great behind a drum kit yeah for that for that album and that's all really like uh, don't get me wrong i really enjoyed that album when i was 17 i probably haven't listened to it in about five years but the 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 thing in the thing that sticks in my head is the drumming because dave Grohl just sounded fucking incredible doing that kind of music um but i if you make me think about the guitar tone it takes me a while and i think
0: (laughs) "Mm." (laughs) yeah the fact that it's not like the thing that's that's in the forefront of your mind would suggest that it's not the best thing about that band <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So if we flip it on its head, if if you were to get a a stomp like a floor amp that made the sound of a classic album or a classic guitar player, which would it be?
1: Well, I mean, I already have it because if you remember right back to the first time I tried the Messiah and I said that it made me put a plectrum down and play um, "Brothers in Arms" and just play along with half the album, and like to me, that's what that pedal like on the on the the normal mode, not the the high gain mode. Yeah, just it, it like I don't know whether it was because I plugged a Les Ball into it and I just happened to not have a pick in my hand the first time I plugged it in, but like the the first things that I was doing, and this was this was even into so this was into my um my audio software running wall of sound but like it just get like that gave me that kind of feeling and i just spent an hour and a half playing along to you know to dire straight stuff and then found some of the other sounds within it but um i guess if i had to like create a new one or if i had to pick an album that i'd want to sound like i'm really gonna struggle now but a lot of the times i'm more of a fan of The way the guitar is in the mix, rather than the actual guitar, like I really like the way that Dave Gilmour sounds in Pink Floyd, but I think actually it sounds pretty shit if you take it out.
0: So, (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean he's used a variety of pedals, hasn't he? But like some of the some of the kind of big soaring leads are like a a big muff. Yeah, and I don't know if you're anything like me, but when you like play a big muff, I'm always underwhelmed. It's like this is it's kind of the the halfway house between like a big gainy distortion and fuzz and i'm like mm. like i'd much prefer a rat a rat does what the muff like it like in the muff kind of territory but better <laughs> i think it's less scooped and it's slightly more more for me yeah yeah
1: i totally get that I don't know. Have you got an album in mind for yourself?
0: Um, I would love to say like lot Billy Gibbons. I'll be honest. Um, any any ZZ Top? I think <laughs> the uh, ZZ Top's first album, which is the actual title of the album, Um yeah. I would like to say like lot that. But that is that's just Gibson Les Paul into a. I think they used like cranked Tweed amps back then, so that's that's pretty simple there's there's plenty of like tweed tweed amp um emulators i think the uh, the preacher actually does a pretty good job of that um again by chef and if you crank the bass control on it well i think it's the voice on that but it, it's basically like an active bass um control if you crank that and then dip the um dip the tone down a little bit you get slightly later c z top where it's a bit saturated, fuzzy, um like combo amp crap in itself kind of tone um, and as much as I don't reach for that tone day by day when you do plug into a tone like that every so often, it just puts a smile on your face,
1: yeah, and like I suppose in that kind of vein i'm just I was just trying to think of probably. Like I don't really have a favourite guitar tone. Like I like a lot of different tones on a lot of different albums. I guess the one that I gravitate towards playing when I'm just playing around a lot is the the kind of ACDC kind of cranked Marshall, but not cranked in terms of gain, just kind of like that very, very open sound of like the Highway to Hell album, the Back in Black, which is very similar kind of guitar sounds and just really loud Marshall really like humbuckers pushing them as as hard as they'll go but like you you haven't got gain whacked up or anything you've just got that that compression of just having so much
0: noise going through the speakers yeah and it is that isn't it it's you you kind of back off the gain as to where you think it should be and like back off a little bit but really down that volume because all the compression is coming from the 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 speakers not being able to deal with the full output of the amp, yeah, and you're getting that that nice kind of rich mid range without any of the fizzy top.
1: Yeah, and I, I I would guess that that's probably the the sound that I'd, I'd 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 want in a pedal. And how you how you would emulate that in a pedal? I'm pretty sure people have been after that kind of like foot like loud amp kind of. Gain ever since people have moved away from using those 100 watt amps and it's the reason why those big bands still gig with 100 watt amps because like if if they really wanted to they could use a helix but there's a reason they don't use a helix yeah or a kemper
0: oh yeah yeah look big loud trouser flappy noise is uh is glorious it's a glorious thing to behold um i put the same um same question up on my instagram maybe today or what I've been yesterday, um, and John John Boy said, um, he would like, um, Jimmy Page's tone from the the early uh, Zep albums, and he um he accredited that to the Supro sound. Um, and having that kind of early Jimmy Page cranked Supro combo amp, um, totally get that. Yeah, and then he went on to mention. Having uh, some fender ramp Um, with the the vibe channel and the spring reverb also built in, which would be quite nice. Um, I I think there are pedals out there that that aim towards that though, aren't there?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, there's, there's pedals certainly that are going towards that. I mean the, the the other like the the other sound that I was thinking of. So I I thought about Led Zeppelin from some of their early albums because I think that's quite good. And there's quite a lot of people that talk about um, Clapton's woman tone from some of the Cream stuff and just before
0: yeah, um, oh and it, Clapton's like tracing paper on a speaker tone. <laughs> I'd love to get that. I think I think it's just a fuzz in front of a Marshall. I'll be honest. I uh, yeah, and you roll well, the tone control off, don't you? Um, possibly like the, the tone for like strange brew. Um, it's, it's not particularly rolled, rolled off, but it, it's, it sounds exactly like to my ear. It sounds like someone's put a big old (laughs) cone of tracing paper in front of the speaker (laughs) cone and just recorded that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's, it's like delightfully shit. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I,
1: yeah, that's, you see that I don't actually mind that tone. Like, yeah. Yeah and and like Santana I know we discussed that actually Santana doesn't use oversaturated gain anywhere near as much as you think he does but like that kind of thing always makes puts, puts a smile on my face if I throw all of the gain that I possibly can at something roll the
0: tone control off and then just play Santana licks puts a <laughs> smile on my face there you go so in fact what we've what we've come to at the conclusion here is you don't need a specific floor ramp to do the job you just need to get in the ballpark and roll the tone off, and then happy days.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but no tone. Like, but for somebody who hates the tone control, no tone makes makes me smile like every now and again. It, just, it It gets rid of all of the kind of
0: the harshness of a guitar tone, like the the transients of the pick and whatnot. All of the things that if you don't do it perfectly spot on, can make you sound shit. Yeah, So you could just get rid of all of them. and <laughs> yeah, it then... doesn't matter. You can
1: play it as shitly as you want and yeah. you still get the, the end product. Yeah,
0: it's, it's exactly that. <laughs> right, we'll, uh, we'll move on to our next bit of news, which is, it's hot off the press, this one. It won't be by the time that this is released, but it's hot off the press today. Um, <laughs> Harley Benton, our, our favourite news cash cow. Um, Harley Benton. They've, they're at it again. The new EHX, the they are. They are. <laughs> we haven't heard from EHX in a while. We should check back in no. with them, see if everything's okay. <laughs> um, but Harley Benton, yeah, the, the gift that keep on giving, have, have gone and done it again. They've ripped off yet another classic body shape. So they've gone for the Moss right this time. Um, The kinds of the iconic Ramones guitar. And I think um, Kurt Cobain used one at some point. Didn't he use it in um, heart-shaped box video? Or was that something completely different?
1: You're asking me too much now. The heart-shaped box video, I remember being incredibly weird. That's about it. It, So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if there was a Moss Wright instead of a normal guitar on there. Yeah,
0: but it, it weren't the only weird thing. So it's kind of offset by everything else. Um, so yeah, just to kind of describe the the Moss right shape um, for anyone who's like drawing a bit of a blank, it's a little bit kind of Strat meets Les Paul, I guess. It's
1: it's upside down Strat though, isn't it? Because isn't the bottom horn longer than the front, or is that just because the rest of it's wonky that I think that?
0: Yeah, possibly, possibly. <laughs> but he's yeah, he's got he's got two horns. It's not it's not a single cut. But it's also got a fat butt at the bottom. Yeah. Um, but it's it's got this weird kind of bezel top as well, hasn't it? It's like almost like two layers of body. <laughs> so it's yeah. it's got like the normal body shape. And then and then where you'd perhaps see binding, it's got like another kind of inch of body.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, which makes it like really weird and unique and quite cool. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, so they've they've done the MR series. They've done the MR Classic and the MR Modern. So the MR Classic is a basewood body maple neck roasted Jatoba um fretboard. I don't know why why the Jatoba is v- roasted, but there you go. It looks alright. Twelve inch um twelve inch radius C modern C profile, I think it was. Um neck. So Kind of what you'd expect from from it. Chances are it'll probably play better than a normal Moss, right? Because they were absolute <laughs> dogs. Uh.
1: Yeah, that's the the only thing I know about the Moss rights is even the Ramones couldn't get them to like like stick around for very long. They got they didn't play them for very long, did they? It kind of was like in the corner within about five minutes of the start.
0: Kind of... Just to kind of, yeah, the moss right here. We've played a song, yeah. Okay, let's get the no, real let's get, guitars. Get it in. over there
1: because even like it's so so out of tune that even we can't use it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and yeah, if the Ramones are complaining, my gosh. <laughs> uh, so the it it would appear that they've kind of fixed fixed that. I'd I'd assume they're not going to be as terrible. Um, you you should be able to get a kind of similar tone out of it because basswood's quite. Um, quite a neutral tone. And I assume the moss rights were made out of, like, cardboard or something, just whatever was available.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, it's whatever they found in the
0: shop. Yeah, balsa wood. So it's probably not going to be the most kind of tonal imprinting wood. Um, So we've got that. We've got the modern kind of ups it a bit. So it's now got an embery, uh ebony board rather than the roasted jatoba it is uh it's got a wilkinson vs fifty two point tremolo system um which they look really cool they're they're like the um the really slim line um tremolo systems with like the yeah. individual saddles like the quite quite long chunky saddles it looks really like really well made um They've also got stainless steel frets on this one as well. So Trey. Definitely tray, tray Bon, yeah. So you some would say like a, a vast improvement over the um the Moserites. So the uh, the classics are two let me let me just check. Two fifty nine, I think it was two fifty uh, two forty nine no. euros.
1: No. Two hundred and
0: nine euros. What? The classics. Uh two hundred and nine euros.
1: Uh, sorry 209 pat sorry i'm thinking in sterling
0: okay Apologies. Tell, you tell me in sterling cuz we'll we'll keep that as a i've only got these in euros so yeah so
1: i've got the the classics 209 unless you want there was one of them was 222 and i can't find it now oh maybe that was in a different currency yeah they're all so the classics are 209 and the moderns are 293 so 200 and 300
0: yeah i mean that's that seems like a, a fair price for for that kind of
1: and the the classics have got p90s and the modern ones have got humbuckers
0: yeah they've got p90 sized humbuckers, haven't they but they like weirdly they're both um not Roswell pickups they're both art tech
1: they're they're just p90s in the the classics or at least the one I've got here they're actual p90s they're not humbuckers oh yeah, do you mean yeah, them yeah the modern sorry, yeah the moderns the moderns have, like a, have got
0: P, yeah, it's humbug. a P90, yeah. Which Sorry, means yes. that if you do want to replace... Like if you your you, options. Well, I mean, it, it means that you're going to replace like for like so that you can, you can get a P90 in there if you wanted the P90 but also wanted all of the modern accoutrements. Yeah. Because chances are that's the thing that you'd change out of it because if it's got a Wilkinson Trem system that's probably going to be all right. It's probably going to have decent tuners. It's got stainless steel frets. And it like if you wanted that P90 sound, then you could upgrade it to like some Duncans or something. And it ends up being quite a solid guitar then. Because I, I, I don't mean to shit on Artec, but who? <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, I'm looking through it and it's like, yeah, the, it's Wilkinson hardware all over, including Wilkinson locking and tuners. And at that point, like, yeah, what you're going to change is probably the pickups. Yeah, from like you say, Artec. Yes, I've heard of them before. To be ACH, fair, it's the ach ninety Alnico five humbuckers.
0: I, I remember um, Axes are selling some Artec humbuckers, and they tend to curate their uh they're kind of cheap parts quite well
1: but, okay so there's a possibility that we've got some you know fairly fairly decent pickups there but i yeah. I, I mean I, I guess like if you're spending this kind of money on a guitar you've got the option to go yeah i don't particularly like it enough and to find something that you do like so it's, i mean you you've saved a lot of money so you can go away and spend that on you know pickups or if you decide that you want to change something else then crack on
0: indeed so this is the question then i suppose harley benton have um shamelessly (laughs) um ripped (laughs) off so many body shapes and so many different guitars from from past and and present what is a guitar shape that we would like to see emulated in the harley benton lineup that hasn't been already well, that we, to our knowledge, hasn't been already. Because who knows by this point?
1: <laughs> I mean, for anybody that listened to our Gear of the Year podcast, they're probably not going to be surprised that I'm saying this. But the the, the Jagstang in that kind of formation in, in with, with those type of pick, rather than... Because I think they do a, a, a Mustang or a Jaguar kind of shape, but they yeah. kind of stick to whatever Fender... Was putting in those kind of guitars, but if they did a like Kurt Cobain, Jagstang style, Jagstang, um, I'd, I'd, I'd be all over that for a Harley Benton one.
0: Yeah, and and they have done stuff like that before, where they've done the exact Prince um, Telecaster. Yeah, that was the,
1: th- the thing that I was thinking about. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, they even put the leopard print fucking.
0: <laughs> no, they did. I think yeah. for for me, it would be a Dan Electro, um, double cut. The old Jimmy Page DC, yeah, yeah,
1: DC Fifty Nine, D- D-
0: is it? Nah, that's the one, yeah. Because I had one, I sold it, and when I bought it, it was like one hundred and sixty quid, so it was really, <laughs> really cheap. And I sold yeah. it for for about ninety quid, I think. And ever since, <laughs> the, they're like three, four hundred quid on they, the they used market. They keep climbing. They keep and, climbing. Yeah. If you want to buy one new, they're about six hundred quid, and I'm like, I know that guitar is not worth that. It was so much fun, and I yeah. loved it to bits, and I sold it, and I shouldn't have. But it is definitely not worth that.
1: Yeah, it's it's not a six hundred quid guitar. Like,
0: yeah. I it? I I see those, and I think out of
1: tune. That's that's what I. That's the first thing that comes to my head when I see one of those DC 59s <laughs> is out of tune, and I know you could tune them, and I know they stayed in tune for at least as long as the song
0: Cashmere. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, my one even had a like an aluminium nut on it as well, which was just asking for trouble. Was
1: um, <laughs> was that how they came stuck?
0: That's how they came stuck. Yeah.
1: They had aluminium nuts. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a bit weird.
0: Well, like the, the original ones had aluminium nuts and a rosewood bridge, didn't it? Oh, shit. Yeah. I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> um, this one at least had like a, a six saddle. It was like, it weren't floating, but it was like, it was secured at three points, but it was floating from the um, guitar body. It weren't like, yeah <laughs> like screwed directly onto the guitar body it was up, up by about i don't know half an inch from the body
1: <laughs> it's just what you wanted to, yes exactly what you want isn't it
0: yeah i mean it's like a similar kind of principle to like the stop tail um bridges because they don't sit directly on the body um but it was ju- it was just a bit weird but it was all those quirky bits to it that made it quite interesting. Oh, and the fact that when you bent the strings, sometimes you'd hear the creak of the <laughs> of the aluminium nut.
1: Nut, yeah.
0: You could you could hear it creaking behind it. Oh, it was it was something else that was. But if if Dan, uh, sorry, if Harley Benton did like a Dano Dano style guitar, ah, oh, I'd be so happy. <laughs> I'd be so happy. I don't think they'd be able to get away with it, but
1: I was gonna say they. Yeah, I think. um, I think. Yeah, that's that's. um, I mean, actually, I don't know. I guess most Um, of what they're doing at the moment is either. No, because the, the Taylor one is a direct rip-off of a guitar that still exists, so yeah. why can't they just they move DC the dc Yeah,
0: they move the pickup just ever so slightly. I, I mean,
1: just do a DC-59 and instead of putting the fucking lipstick pickups in it, put Telecaster neck pickups.
0: Oh, no, it has to be those weird... Uh, yeah, lipstick but drill pick-up. the holes wide enough that somebody can get a lipstick for it. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that'd be great. I mean, if they wanted to move the position of the pickups, because... The the DC has a bridge pickup and then kind of a middle pickup.
1: <laughs>
0: <coughs> yeah, it's um, it's definitely it's definitely not a neck pickup, I can tell you that.
1: Yeah, well, they, I mean, if they want to do uh, your signature one, they can do the middle one and the neck one.
0: Oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> yeah, again, Harley Benton, hit me up. Hit me up. I, I'm not going to ask for much commission on this. Not going to ask for much, and it has to be in that weird, like matte finish midnight blue that I had my uh, my Dan Electro in. That that can be my signature.
1: <laughs> That's just weird. Why? <laughs> That's just it's. Why is it not? Why wasn't black and white? Why wasn't it black and white?
0: I bought two, didn't I? I bought one for me. I bought one for Yeomans, uh, and the, <laughs> he had the black one because he he's a massive massive uh, Zeppelin. And yeah. I went, you, you can have this one because I know you'd appreciate it more And I had this weird blue colour one. And it was it was cool. I just, I want that guitar back is I think the uh, the crux of this. So <laughs> um, Holly Burton, make sure yeah. that happens. Or whoever bought that guitar from me, sell it me back for 90 quid. Give it quid. back, will you? Yeah, I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll buy it back for what, what you paid, but it ain't worth much more than 90 quid, I can tell you that. Or, or at least like, give it me back for a week. Let me realise that I don't actually miss it, <laughs> and then I'll complain in ten years' time. Uh,
1: so we've like got a solid
0: plan. It does, yeah. doesn't it? Right, we've got a little bit more news. Got a little bit more news. KMA, KMA pedals, a pedal company that you didn't know existed until about forty minutes ago.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think I'd heard of them, but I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, we we interviewed them a couple of couple of uh, guitar shows back um, when they were releasing their phaser, which was like a, a big old chunky boy uh, enclosure, and it had it was like the most phaser-y phaser you ever did hear. Okay, uh, like super super in depth. Had three controls. I can't remember what it was called, but I, I know they had. Um, they have the worm. They have, I can see the pictures of like the 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 pedals in my mind. I can't remember any of the names, um, but the like really kind of creepy graphics on them, which is really cool. Um, they last uh last month they redesigned the worm to the worm two, and made it in into a smaller enclosure and like more pedalboard friendly. They've done exactly the same with their with their octave pedal, which I'm going to now butcher the name of the quee the quee Quee and this is no que squared. Quee-queg. <laughs> so <laughs> uh it's it's gone top mount so it it will appease appease you matt
1: yeah good that's it, that's a positive definitely
0: indeed it's now added a sub octave to the um the octave effect. So rather than just being octave down, it's now octave and sub-octave. And you can, you've got a little mini toggle, which allows you to switch between the, the one octave below, two octaves below, or or both. And then okay. it's basically just a one knob pedal, which is a mix. So to my mind, this this springs to mind the like modified blue box that I've got, which is, I believe it's like a Jeds Peds one. Which has basically got the same, but also with one of the controls being a fuzz, a fuzz that I don't particularly get on with. (laughs) So (laughs) it's doing that without tethering you to a bad fuzz. Um, So
1: is this one of those passive octaves, or is this like, you know, the one that you have to put after a pet, like the old style octaves where. You have to plug it in after one of the fuzzers and turn the fuzz on at the same
0: time. Yeah, no, it's not one of those because it, cause it's powered. Oh right, okay. So
1: you you could have literally a clean signal going into this and nothing more.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's would like ass, but oh you yeah, could yeah. Have
1: it. no. Don't get me wrong. I know that's not what it's designed for, but I I always like those those passive ones. Just put me off. Just
0: put you off playing guitar ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Like,
1: I I don't think I'd put one on a pedal board because what happens if I accidentally try and put it on without the thing in front of it?
0: I think it just don't work. Does it call your signal? No, 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 no. It just just allows your signal through it because I think it works on the principle of, like, dividing the harmonics of your signal.
1: Okay, but it only
0: does that if it's it's receiving like a high impedance signal or something. So if it gets a standard
1: one, all it does is slow it down.
0: <laughs> yeah. so you just get a bit of lag. <laughs> yeah, you, it's like you're playing through treacle. Um, yeah, the there was that octo, the octopusy, I think it was, or the octopus with two s's, something like that, boy. There was a company who did that. Who made the octopus pedal?
1: I, I vaguely remember talking about it.
0: Yeah, there was it's but got no I don't think it had a switch it on it. Oh, it might not. It, could, it might not have had controls. It's gotta have had a switch. I can't remember. But it I was I was very tempted to buy one at one point. And they did um the Octopus XL, which was a a um a powered version of it, okay, it, and it was in a weird um hexagonal, no octagonal. It was it
1: was that hex- band that that brand from Brighton. Um, it was. Oh my god! And it's the they did the fuzz pedal that um that the guy from the Black Keys uses, and it was the called the King, King Lion. Fuzz. No, there was a King Fuzz, and then there was something else. Uh and they did an octopus and an octopus prime, which was the fuzz pedal built into the, the octave pedal. What was the yes. if I put octopus pedal
0: That's it, go for it. No, we
1: can do that's... this. Bigfoot engineering. Bigfoot
0: engineering Yay, we got there, we got there, Bigfoot, yeah. Sorry sorry people at Bigfoot. Um it's late. <laughs> I mean that's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it.
1: Yeah, it it had a foot switch and no control, no knob on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it, and it was it a just picture of a cat with eight legs. It, it was, was the artwork. Yeah yeah. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, kind of weird, like et- etcher um, <laughs> cat, because yeah. the the legs didn't all lead somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah It's yeah, a really yeah. cool pedal. It's, it's it's got like weird weirdly kind of cult following. It like people know about it, and it's not a particularly massive company, so cool, yeah. But yeah, so it, yeah, I think it's along those same lines, but without being passive. Um, okay, similar principle, but powered. Uh, it's 125 quid, so for an octave pedal, mm, not too bad, I guess.
1: Yeah, and it's like it's it's not it's like it, it's it's more of a boutique brand or a, a, a it's not kind of like your standard mass-produced off the shelf kind of thing, is it?
0: Yeah. Uh, and you'd you'd be paying that for, uh, like a digital octave pedal, wouldn't you? Like a OC five. So it's yeah, don't buy it... OC
1: five. I know. I know. Lee said they were awesome, but just. Listen to the videos. It sounds like a bad chorus pedal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I I've yet to try one in in real life, so I, I'm going to hold. I, I mean, I
1: haven't tried one in real life, but the boss promotional video put me off the OC five. The in-house boss's own promotional video for it, and everybody was going mental for it. And maybe I'm, maybe my brain is just broken, but I heard a bad chorus pedal when he turned that on, um, and i might be misremembering but i remember saying that at the time so i doubt i was misremembering like two days later and i just remember that it sounded like it had split the waves and then detuned them rather than dropped them an octave
0: (laughs) (laughs) maybe it did who knows Um, yeah sorry i know
1: i know that wasn't the point of
0: what you were saying (laughs) Yeah, I think, so you, you you got the option, haven't you? You can go for this um, analogue version or you can go for a bad chorus. Um, those, those are your or choices. Or you can go for
1: a different digital option.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. Um, we've got one final bit of news because I don't think we're going to mention the Maxon because it doesn't, there's no, no news there really, is there? They've released the TS9 again but in a different <laughs> colour. Um as we, as we alluded to a little bit earlier, Noel Rogers. Niall Rogers is really? in the news this week. Niall Rogers of Sheep. And nobody said that since about 1980. <laughs> hey, he did that thing with uh, Daft Punk. And if we look up how long ago that was, well, that was 40 years ago. Shit. <laughs> uh,
1: no, I, was... I reckon that was 2011.
0: Yeah, we, we're talking a good decade ago, this is, aren't we? Go on, get lucky. 2013,
1: so it's less than ten years ago.
0: <laughs> it's pretty Just... much a decade. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much a decade. And I, I class that as new music. Fuck.
1: Yeah, that's definitely
0: new music. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not it's a decade old. Had this,
1: had this discussion. Uh, with so I, my partner's birthday is on. My partner's birthday is on Saturday, and I was in the records because we've got a record player now i was in the record store um, and i was pulling out 10th anniversary edition going oh this is a fairly recent album and he's like you're literally holding a 10th anniversary edition of the album and i'm like yeah it's modern though isn't it and he went it's not modern anymore it's it's not yeah. what modern
0: means <laughs> but, it, yeah. but it is <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: like, yeah, literally it says 10th anniversary edition in the top corner and i'm like yeah i mean but it's it's modern isn't it and he's like no and i it's kind of got yeah. into a discussion about it. Like, there is no modern. Like, if you want modern, you've got generic pop that sounds like all pop has for the last 30 years, or you've got stuff that doesn't sell, or you've mm-hmm. got rap. Those are your three options.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got, like, Ed Sheeran's new effort. I don't know what it is. square root by this point, isn't it? <laughs> or... Oh.
1: Has he gone through all the all the, the, the like? Is he going to do an equals one
0: where he just copies other people's music? I think that's the one he's on now. Equals because he's done. Well, is he's he, done he's, all. Does of, he actually have one called equals? I think so. He's done all of, all of the standard ones, and that that was about that was probably ten years ago. By the time he did that, um, yeah. and then
1: well, I I know that he today settled it so he didn't settle out of court took someone to court and well, somebody tried to take him to court for cloning their song and he proved that it wasn't a clone and that was settled today right. he Got away with it
0: i mean he but, he there's a lot of that going on though isn't there there is a lot of that i mean he's also had to pay out in the past
1: where he has been caught taking bits from other but this guy's so this is what gets me the 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 guy whoever he is he's a rapper from london who i'd never heard of and his song is called O-Y, oh, and he says Oy," oh, 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 and in one of Ed Sheeran's songs, he says O-Y, oh, O-Y, oh, O-Y, oh, and he was kind of trying to claim that Ed Sheeran was copying him. And uh-huh. I, I just don't understand, like...
0: It wasn't Shape of, of, kind of You, was it, that O-Y, oh, O-Y, oh, O-Y, oh, O-Y? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And he was taken to court over that, but Ed Sheeran won, but like at this point like just stop with the copyright claims i like it i know you think that you're entitled to your music and whatever but like I'm just, most of them are not like unless somebody is sampling your music without your permission i think we should just say look there's only so many notes in music let's just kind of leave it alone i'm sick of hearing it now
0: yeah it seems every other week there's a a song being taken to court. And it's a lot of the time it is Ed Sheeran. It's the estate yeah. of this this um, old artist <laughs> yeah. is taking Ed Sheeran because he used the F chord. Like, <laughs> no, he didn't use the F chord. He used a, he used an E chord and a capo. <laughs>
1: and even if he did use an F chord, so does fucking everything. <laughs> Just so, because you struggled to play it, you <laughs> had to use the capo.
0: So we We all went through that. Move on, yeah. Indeed. But Niall Rogers, yeah. Who knew? Yes, Niall Rogers. Yes, so, he's coming
1: to the Isle of Man, £69 a
0: ticket. Nice. He might even be using his signature Fender Strat. Um Which is what we're here
1: to, here to talk about.
0: Indeed. Well, he's got the hit maker, hasn't he? He's got the... So his guitar is a 60s um, Strat. It's an Olympic white 60s Strat. Um, but it happens to have a 59 neck. So I assume it was kind of the... The precipice between the two, two years, and they just had one neck and put it with one body, and it was not from the same production year. Yeah. So, he's got the, the 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 thing about sixty strats, uh, about the the bodies that they were slightly smaller, and that their contours were more extreme. They would look a sharper contour. Um, I'm down with that. I I need more of a ambitious belly cut <laughs> these days so yeah i'm okay I mean, with the, that.
1: the big thing for this and, uh, and we'll get on to the actual guitar that we're talking about but i just wish it was the 60s again and fender would just release strats with a hardtail because this was a hardtail strat originally this is a, this isn't something that's been slammed this isn't something that's been like edit like some like anybody's done mods to this was a fender branded guitar that was a strat that didn't have a trem system and i just wish we could get to that point again but they just don't exist like you've got the is it robert cray signature
0: it's time to get cray cray
1: (laughs) yeah i think that's you i think that's literally your only fender branded option i think one of the is it one of the squires came out with
0: a hard tail no it wasn't it was the ibanez az yeah there you go which is a spiritual successor to the strat (laughs) yeah um but yeah yeah, i i I completely agree i would love to see some hardtail strats all about this place and robert cray uh, i absolutely love the guitar the guitar playing of robert cray but he plays 13s (laughs) (laughs) so no thank you yeah and also
1: his signature model is like two i mean i think his signature model is about the same price as this one that we're about to talk about
0: yeah, so I've I've got it at two thousand three hundred and ninety pounds on Toman. Um, that's quite a that's quite a Two thousand two hundred and ninety nine pounds on Guitar Guitar. There you go. So you know where to shop if you want to get this one. Um, it uh, it's it's largely unremarkable, isn't it? It's as, like aside from the slightly different dimension body, uh, it's. Three it's white strap, yeah. It's got a maple neck. It's got three pickups. It's got a pickup selector. It's got two tone knobs and a volume. I yeah, think. yeah, it does. Yeah, five way oh, selector
1: and 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 there's a jack socket as well. There's
0: jack sockets included, <laughs> bargain. I mean, it's a Fender one, so it will be included for the entire time you have it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is temporary. Oh dear. So I mean, like the the original guitar, the hitmaker, has has featured on like something like five hundred million uh, records sold across the the career of it. So yeah, it's pretty iconic. It's been like so. Noel Rogers is part of Chic, so like all of the tracks with that. Um, it's also been on. Uh, a couple of madonna tunes it was on let's dance by david bowie um uh the get lucky song by daft punk yeah
1: that that modern song
0: <laughs> yeah that recent <laughs> decade old daft punk <laughs> song who have since broken up so yeah,
1: i mean it. I'm just looking at... Apparently, he was on a Lady Gaga track and a Christina Aguilera track. So, like, he's done some
0: modern songs as well. I mean, you say modern. I think it's been 10 years since Lady Gaga's released anything that wasn't. No,
1: I'm going to click on Lady Gaga on Wikipedia and see what happens.
0: When was her last album? No, but, like, her last critically acclaimed album, like, the last because i remember the the fame monster i think was one of them and then born this way was another one born this way seems to be 2014 yeah you see this is a decade ago
1: and then american horror ho- horror story
0: that yeah that was a tv show she was part of and she did a
1: super bowl performance where she held a guitar but clearly doesn't know how to play a guitar because the, the, the photo that they've got on Wikipedia is her with her entire hand covering the fretboard whilst holding a guitar. Was, yeah. Okay, so it looks like, yeah, I don't actually think she's released much in the last 10 years, Jesus Christ. Yep. And okay. We, yeah. Okay, yeah. So she's not as modern as I thought she was. <laughs> no,
0: she's she's an actress these days, isn't she?
1: Um. And then, who was the other one I mentioned? Christina, I mean, Christina Aguilera is Probably
0: not done anything in twenty years. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. say that's probably fair. I think 2011,
1: 2011 is her last album. By the looks
0: of it. <laughs> so yeah, these modern modern artists. So I think okay. from this,
1: so what what I'm learning is I don't know anything about music anymore.
0: Yeah, we're out of the loop. We are that old man who shouts at the cloud. Because what we think is modern, we go. I remember that when that was released. Um, that doesn't qualify it as being new music that just means that we've been around a while
1: yeah so like i was actually um in work this week we had a like one of these engaged employee engagement things where you know the the company tells you how they what, what values they want to kind of have as a company um and we were asked to say something about us that other people in the room didn't know and i've only been there for about 10 weeks so i mentioned that i play in a band with another member of the company because the bass player from the first band also works at that company
0: nice. and then
1: i thought about it and i was like oh i've been playing in a band with mal for oh god 10 years and i'm like oh my god i've been playing in a band for 10 years like
0: <laughs> i'm so <laughs> old <laughs> yeah yeah just uh don't mind me i'm about to cry in the corner just, just i'll be fine yeah so oh yeah, what we think is modern music is music from when you yeah, started so actually, that band.
1: Niall Rogers probably hasn't played anything fe- anything that recent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but there you go. He's getting he's getting a signature Fender. Um, who do you think needs a signature guitar that doesn't have a signature guitar currently? I mean. I'm gonna throw it out there, and I'm gonna say Joe Bonamassa. <laughs> Does that mean I have to respond with slash? Indeed, <laughs> it's top trumps. Um, this isn't it.
1: I mean, like, if I'm thinking about signature guitars, like, there's not many people that I, are iconic guitarists that that don't have a don't don't have a guitar.
0: Yeah. Guitar companies are, are hot on that, aren't they?
1: They are. I mean, I guess you could you could go for some of those kind of I mean, personally for me, I'd I'd love to see PRS finally do a Davy Knowles signature because he's been one of their signature artists or their endorse endorsees yeah. or whatever you want to call it for for the longest time and all right, he you know he uses a vintage telly a lot of the time on his tours and he's used like vintage strats and stuff, but he always has a PRS and whether it's for one song or the entire set, he'll play. So I would love to see PRS do a Davy Knowles just so that I can say there's finally a Manx person with a signature guitar.
0: Yeah, and fuck it, give like make a Silver Sky version of a vintage telly for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, people would eat that shit right up. Like Absolutely. If, if there was a PRS vintage tele, because I I love the Silver Sky, it plays fantastically. It plays better than it's got any right to do. They do yeah. that like a tele version, fuck me. I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, like especially if they do
1: an SE one
0: three years later. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll hold out. I'll hold out a little little while. I could afford maybe like seven hundred quid for a an SE vintage tele. Oh, that'd be wicked. Yeah, I'm I'm changing the question. Can we just get that? Can we get <laughs> a, a telecaster in the SE range? Um I'd like to see um I'd like to see the Thin Lizzy boys have their signatures because I don't think they ever did. Um Scott Gorham and Brian Robertson Robinson Robin Can Never remember his name. Those two. <laughs> they need signature. Signature Les Balls. I yeah, think they, they might have uh, might have missed the the peak of the popularity <laughs> of that one. Yeah, by one or two years.
1: Yeah, just just, just, just a little bit.
0: I mean, Live of Dangerous was only released fifteen years ago. Surely, <laughs> surely, no. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs>
1: it, I mean, was that released just before
0: or just after? Fill in uh, it lo- I no that was well before that was kind of mid 70s I know it was recorded,
1: but was it released that early?
0: Yeah, yes. Yeah, the they released a, a live album after that. They released uh live live, and that was with uh, it mainly had uh, John Sykes, uh, John Sykes and Scott Gorham as the guitar duo, but they also because it was like their their final like live performances they had gary moore on there they had brian back i think they even had uh, eric bell on for a couple of songs as well okay so it's like greatest hits oh man but i weren't even alive when that was um being recorded so i missed that gig i would love (laughs) to have seen that
1: yeah i mean like I I could talk far more about bands that I wish that I could see, but there's dead members now, than I could about bands that are still around
0: and all of the members are still alive. I see, yeah.
1: I struggle like, with
0: that. Yeah, I could I could name the majority of like the the members of quite a few bands from the seventies. If you ask me to name any of the members of Coldplay, who I believe are still around.
1: Chris Martin is their singer. Yeah, yeah. And I, and, I only know that because he also shares a name with a footballer who was also called Chris Martin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, he's he's the high profile version, isn't he? He's he's the one. But um, like,
1: I mean, I would say that I'm a fan of the Arctic Monkeys. I quite like a lot of their stuff. I know of Alex Turner. Yeah, oh yeah, shit. But who are the rest of them? Alex <laughs>
0: Turner's mates.
1: And, like, for the longest time, like, I was I was quite into Muse, and I could name, so it was Matt Bellamy, and then I always used to call the bass player Chaz, but his name is Chris. And I think it's Wallerstein or Wallenstein or something along those lines, but I've, I can't remember who the drummer is, and I was a mass, like, I was massively into Muse, loved all that stuff, and then they started releasing Trash.
0: Yeah. I, I can't argue with you. i mean, it all kind of homogenized, didn't it? It all became the same songs over and over again. Yeah. Um. It
1: was. And like, it, they, they, so the thing that kind of killed it with Muse, like the resistance was the last album I actually enjoyed. And they brought in physics terminology in terms of like, one or two songs was about it and the kind of the title of the album and then the next one was called the second law and they were talking about fucking thermodynamics i don't want to hear you singing about the thermodynamics it's just nobody wants to listen to that
0: oh i I didn't want to learn about thermodynamics when i was in university (laughs) and i was sitting in a class on
1: thermodynamics (laughs) exactly i don't want it forced
0: into my music yeah.
1: yeah nobody wants to talk about fucking entropy (laughs) <laughs> in in the middle of their fucking rock music it's just i mean i'd like i remember them releasing music recently i haven't listened to it i'm not interested anymore they 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 did two albums of shit music and why should i keep trying
0: that's it absolutely i agree and i think before we get any more shouty cloudy <laughs> we can we can end it there we can end it there we've 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 done well considering that We didn't have anything new to talk about. So, (laughs) hey ho That has been our podcast for this week. Um, Our Patreon backers, you guys are awesome. Uh, They are as follows. Mr. Andrew Bimson, Mr. Adam Yeomans, Mr. Doug Christ, of 37 Effects, of Masters of the Cinematic Universe, and of the other one, Just Surprise Me, that's the one. Just Surprise Me podcast. We've got Mr. Hugh G. Rection. For your... We. <laughs> we have got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. And we have got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks Podcast. And the Second Button Podcast. <laughs> um, for as little as $2 a month, you can be part of that exclusive, exclusive crew of fine, fine young gentlemen. Yes, they are fine. Yes, they are young. Yes, they are gentlemen. Uh, one of them is an erection. <laughs> <laughs> you're being good company uh, so if you want to find me online I am Budget Pedal Chap. you can find me at Instagram, at Facebook at YouTube and YouTube is the home to the No Talk All Tone series and the home to the something else No Talk All Tone Versus which I believe this week features a fight to the death of the Joyo Uzi and the Behringer Metal Zone clone, the Ultra Metal.
1: Is that this week for me or this week for the listener?
0: Yes. Excellent. Yes, it is one of those. <laughs> yes. Um, if I've timed it right, if if I haven't... It could be anything. <laughs> could, yeah, it could be anything. It might be. It might even be the Jed's Peds... Um, ultimate mind fuck. Uh, I don't know what it's actually called, but it's basically like the B E O D two channel version. Uh, And the array of controls go from left to right on the one side and then right to left on the other. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe I've done that one by now. If not, that's coming out Friday. Um, (laughs) Matt, we can find you at heel underscore Matt Q at Twitter and Twinstagram. Absolutely. And that will be where we end it for this week. So from myself, Mr. Budgie Pelager, from Mr. Matt Quart. Say bye Matt. Bye Matt. It will be a tatty bye and good night for this week.
1: Bye. Ta-ra. Got there anyway?
0: Why should you never argue with left handed people? Go on. They're not right. <laughs> <laughs>